The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone is Representative Mark Vizi of Texas's 33rd District. Thank you so much for being here and Happy New Year. I don't think we've talked in the New Year yet. We have not spoken since the New Year. Happy New Year to you and good morning. Good morning. On the second day of Black History Month, I feel like there's just a ton of things going on in the country. And I I first just want to ask you how you've been processing and thinking about things this week as we're all, I think, in mourning collectively, but particularly as a black community um, in the aftermath of the killing of and release of the video of Tyree Nichols. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Um, a, A lot. There's a lot going on in my head around that, particularly, you know, as my son, who just turned 16 years old, you know, he drives to school now and 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 you know a few we're letting him drive to a few different places he doesn't he doesn't have the freedom that he wants to have but you know but he he is getting he is getting around on his own in the car and um and you know and i had to have several discussions with him about not uh about how when if he gets pulled over how he is to respond and how he is to react uh if he has friends in the car how he needs to get them to shut up and uh and because it's serious and it's and it's real and it's made me you know even think back to to my youth because i remember when i was in my 20s and uh the you know everything that was going on with the drug epidemic that was sweeping the country uh all the task force and the gang units in the city of fort worth where i was raised uh how they were uh you know being formed at that time to uh, uh, be able to counter some of the violence that we were, were seeing as a result of, uh, of, of the drug quote unquote war. And, um, and yeah, so it's been, a, a, I've been processing quite a bit. Is it hard to have those conversations with your son? It's very hard to have, uh, have those conversations with my son because we all want our kids. And I think that people forget this. Uh, I think that even our white liberal friends sometimes for, forget this, that, you know, our goal as black people, at least most black people that I know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but at least myself and most black people that I know, our goal is we want to be able to raise our kids and be able to uh, teach them the virtues and values of hard work, respecting and loving their neighbor, uh, uh, being able to take advantage of opportunity. Uh, like all other kids, uh, I don't think that anybody wants their kid to have to have these sort of conversations uh, with with their kid. And I don't th- and, and I don't think that most um, people that aren't black fully realize and appreciate that is that they can just be like, hey, you know, here are the keys to the car. You turn 16, you know, go see the world. And for us, it's like, go see the world. But here are some caveats to see in the world. And how that can actually be 
you worry about whether or not that that's self-limiting, right? Mm. Uh, because fear can be a very highly motivating factor in preventing people from doing things like experiencing something new for the first time or venturing out someplace that they haven't been before. Uh, and, and, and white kids don't have to worry about being straddled with that fear uh, and that hesitation to go see, do, and explore uh, like sometimes maybe our, our kids do because we do have to tell them all of that. And, yeah. and, and that's unfair. That's why we need to really take this seriously and start having real discussions about things like systemic racism and how this is really embedded in the, in the system uh, and, and, and remind people that at the end of the day, Black Americans want what all other Americans have been able to do for the most part. Uh, and that is uh, be able to raise our kids uh, in a regular, normal way, just like everybody else. It feels like we we definitely need to have um, this real conversation about white supremacy and systemic racism. And on this show all week, we've been trying to create a space where we can have a nuanced conversation, even though you have so many bad faith actors trying to distract us from being able to even have a conversation. I mean, what would a conversation that honestly tackles issues of systemic racism and white supremacy, how do you think that sounds? What does that look like to you? What are the types of things that we need to really honestly discuss and, and not be swayed by, you know, people who decry things getting too woke, like a Ron DeSantis, for example. Yeah. I, and I, let me just be a, let, let me be clear. And I'm glad that you are bringing this up. I, I thought that what Ron DeSantis did and said the other day uh, about DEI diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I thought that was, I, 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 I thought that was terrible. I thought it was the worst sort of whistleblowing. It sounded like something from the 1950s or 60s. Uh, someone saying that they're going to let this whole idea of integration just die on the vine. Like you can literally go back and find uh, clips of people like uh, George Wallace and Orville Fabus and and, 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 and Ross Barnett saying things exactly like that when it came to us being able to integrate our country and the fact that he would say that today uh, so uh, he can get more MAGA voters, I think, is, 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 is terrible, is disgusting, and just shows that while we have made some progress in this country, we're actually regressing in many areas uh, because now we have people that won't even sit down and talk about what's obvious uh, and that is that there is a uh, a, a normal way of uh, discriminating and 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 treating black people differently in this country that is ingrained in the system mm-hmm. uh, that is a part of everyday life uh, that all of us experience. And now we can no longer even get our friends to sit down and and have that conversation. Our neighbors, people that we know that aren't black. Uh, because of people and so-called leaders like Ron DeSantis. One of the questions I've been thinking through this week is, you know, I think in this moment, the Republicans have the majority in the House, of which we are members. So the likelihood that the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act will be passed, even if it does, you know, there's the debate starts again, everyone's discussing it, but pass through this House, I don't know. Pass through the Senate, I don't know. So, Maybe a law isn't possible, 
Do you even think a law is the way you reform something like the culture, quote unquote, of policing? I mean, can that even be reformed by a law? And if not, what do we what do we need to continue to do um, to change the culture piece of it? Because, you know, these were black police officers. So it's bigger right. than just simply a white police officer being, you know, personally racist. It's bigger than that. It's about the systemic piece that you that you explained. Right. No, no, a- a- absolutely. And the first thing that needs to happen in order to for for people to have a true understanding and for people to really understand black communities across the country uh, and to understand how systemic racism works we have to have the conversation and as i mentioned earlier we're not at in a point in time in our country where we can have those conversations mm-hmm. because of people like ron DeSantis. i mean it's just it, it's not going to happen because Repub- republican political consultants have told them if you want these MAGA people to come out and vote for you, uh, if you want to uh, be able to get use them uh, to be able to, to win a presidential election or a Senate race or a House race, for that matter, you're not going to win them over by talking about lower taxes. You're not going to win them over by talking about, uh, you know, some of these other, uh, you know, re- uh, Republican, you know, issues that they, you know, sort of were known for. Uh, you know, all the way going back to the earliest 20th century. That's not going to happen. If you want to be able to inflame them, you need to use issues like immigration, uh, uh, crime, uh, Uh as they call it, wokeism. And uh, and so they're going to continue to attack these programs that address the sort of thing that you just talked about. And, and, and that is, is, is how do we begin to dismantle systemic racism and, and not just in policing, but in all walks of life. Um, and then I think the, the, uh, the other solution that I think that we should work on now is that I, I do think it's going to be tough to pass the George Floyd policing bill. One area in the George Floyd policing bill, and I think I've talked with you about this before, mm-hmm. uh, the anti-Ku Klux Klan Act of the, uh, uh, after the Civil War in the 1800s. Uh, which, unfortunately, the Supreme Court, not this Supreme Court, but but Supreme Courts going all the way back up to the earliest 20th century, have had just began to water certain aspects of that bill down. Uh, and it's made it almost impossible for parties to be able to successfully sue uh, police departments. And that has got to change. Uh, because for every Tyree Nichols, for every George Floyd, for these families that have received settlements from these police departments, almost all of the time, uh, it is because they, the police departments want the problem to go away and they settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's something that, they are, that they're doing so they can just move on uh, and begin a new day. Think about all of the countless people that have been harmed by the police, that have been wrongfully arrested, uh, abused uh, uh, in police stops and procedures that will never get their day in court. They will absolutely never get their their day in court. There are thousands and thousands of them all across the country. uh, And because of that law uh, being watered down through a, a, a long uh, series of political uh, of, of court activism uh, people can't sue police departments and it's not right uh, police departments will start acting right if these municipalities and these departments are held financially accountable 
That's a really important point, and that was a definite uh, sticking point in the previous round of negotiations, rounds of negotiations. In the last minute here, how is it going in Texas? I know you guys are, it's, it's, there's an ice storm. I'm seeing a lot of TikTok videos where pe- people are sliding around the driveways uh, in the ice uh, that is frozen in Texas. How's it, how's it going? Oh, well, uh, you know, I'm in D.C. right now. We have, we're voting uh, today, getting ready to do okay. the, the Republicans' fake socialism bill. But my, but right. my 16-year-old that has not been in school since Monday. He he thinks it's actually pretty cool. He's been at home all day. <laughs> He's been at home the last. I three, did four really days. enjoy snow days. I remember they had us. Uh, it was like Snowmageddon in 1996, and I just remember that being the best week of my entire life. I was in like oh, yeah. ninth grade, ninth eighth or ninth grade, and we didn't have school for a whole week because you couldn't even open the front door to our house. <laughs> the wow. snow was up so wow. high that you could not even get outside. Um, so so that was actually a great week. Um, I just remember my mom cooking really, really good food and it smelling really good in the house that week. Um, Representative Mark Vesey, um, thank you so much for this um, nuanced conversation. We're continuing to have it um, about all of these important issues from Texas's 33rd district. Thank you so much again for being here this morning. Absolutely. Good to hear from you and talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.